0: Meepo, buddy, you don't have a lot of blood to give, so probably safer if you just hold your wand the, the normal way.
1: Oh, mm, Meepo must gather more blood.
0: Great. Yes,
1: we will focus on Arcane Lock.
0: Live from the Mundangerous Floating Tower in New York City, I'm your host, Shane. And I'm your host, Yushin. And welcome to episode 319 of Total Party Thrill, a podcast for game masters and players where we discuss our campaigns in order to inspire yours. This is Actual
1: Play Season 3, Episode 2. In this episode, we're continuing our playthrough of the 5th edition D&D adventure, The Magister's Masquerade, from the sourcebook Strixhaven, A Curriculum of Chaos. Tez Browgale is going back to school because he has to, and he needs to locate, um the chosen one from a prophecy and make sure they don't die he's not really sure why but he is also out for treasure i feel like Tess just got out of school and now you're sending him right back mm-hmm. unbelievable yep. every time you try to get out they pull you back in
0: all right but first we have a couple announcements and i suppose a welcome as well our, our baby boy arrived, is happy and healthy. I'm exhausted already. Uh, as you're listening to this, I guess it's been four days without much sleep, so go me.
1: <laughs> I am shocked that you are recording, and yet I'm glad your priorities are straight.
0: Yeah, well, you saw It, it took two hours before we could actually get this recording to happen. <laughs> Uh, but that is not the important news uh, at the moment, at least uh, in, in terms of this interruption. So I, I think the first thing to announce is we are on Spotify. So you can finally throw away your old podcatcher. Every podcast you listen to is now on Spotify. We
1: made it. There you go. Look, Spotify is one of the few actual services that I pay for, uh, mainly so that there are no ads when I play baby music. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will say, back in the day, my favorite thing was uh, playing Spotify through a VPN and setting my location as, like, usually Sweden because, like, Swedish ads are mwah. Okay? It's like your Euro, <laughs> Euro dance music, mostly. So, so Swedish chef's kiss? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like an additional song during your ad for okay. free. <laughs> okay. In any case, we're there. They have hoops to jump through and we just never got around to it till now
0: yeah well uh (laughs) why don't you explain why we finally jumped through the hoops then
1: (laughs) well the things we needed to do in order to get onto spotify are also the things we needed to do in order to join the one-shot podcast network which we have done yeah so
0: i guess we never talked about on the show but uh don't split the podcast network shut down uh i guess over a year ago now and Mm -hmm. that's why we stopped reading ads
1: right it (laughs) shut down quite gracefully uh like a a gentle exit um but yes since no one was paying us to read those ads we stopped doing it spoiler alert we did not do those ads out of the goodness of our hearts i'm shocked no
0: only for capitalism uh but now we uh we are teamed up with one shot uh and yep so we moved over to their hosting on simplecast which allowed us to finally get on spotify despite my best efforts for the past like five years of trying to do it i was unable to and that was all it took was (laughs) to move to simplecast so uh i i mean i think we're both excited about uh joining one shot but Mm -hmm. then you know the 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 practical concern here for most listeners is probably um double check your feeds make sure they're still updating you might have to unsubscribe and then resubscribe uh just to to make sure you're getting the latest feed but yeah um otherwise everything should be smooth
1: Mm -hmm. and in terms of the show uh, nothing actually changes we're already friends with most of the people over at one shot shane you're like even more involved than that um, who knows, maybe there'll be some interesting collaborations in the future. Exactly.
0: So, uh, just exciting stuff coming, uh, from that. And, you know, most importantly, our, uh, our, our hosting and feeds are now functioning correctly. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Oh, the podcast is an update because we don't have the right SSL certificates. A thing we learned happened a few months ago.
1: <laughs> oh, we ran out of storage again on the server. <laughs> maybe we should upgrade from the base uh, plan again <laughs> yeah.
0: our host in fairness our host has been awesome We yeah, use yeah. host they've been very very helpful uh they're always like apologetic whenever they're like yeah you guys are using too many resources we need you to upgrade um they've been really helpful but yeah it, it was time to like grow up a little bit that's
1: that's what happens when you have 350 episodes
0: yeah yeah it, it, what seemed like a good idea when we didn't think we'd make it to 10 episodes yeah. is a terrible <laughs> idea when we're staring down 400 <laughs> Um, And then I guess the other piece of this is to say welcome to uh, any new listeners who found us from OneShot and haven't heard of us before. Uh, We should probably do something of a more proper introduction later, but you're stumbling right into the middle of our actual play series, the the third of the series, a third series of our actual plays that we have
1: done. Which is not a thing that we did until recently, and we do them a little differently, so... Go back one episode and listen to the the Session Zero, and you'll hear everything you need to know. All right, so let's get back to Tez and Meepo and Scalabro.
0: Okay, remind me, what do I know about this Chosen One?
1: Ah, uh, yes, let's do a little bit of a reminder.
0: And why is it me?
1: <laughs> it's you, because uh, your party has a group patron of uh, the immortal being Flamewind, the Sphinx, who has literally sunk her claws into you. Uh-huh. Flamewind is the prophetic Sphinx who has taken up residence at Morgrave University, your alma mater. And uh, she was also uh one of the members of the panel that accepted your thesis. Uh Skelebro <laughs> Your walking thesis. Yes. And decided that uh, now you also work for her, which is, seems to be a theme with pretty much everyone you meet.
0: In fairness, I've also done that to Lucas and Skilibro, and in some ways Meepo, so yeah. it's kind of a theme with everyone I meet, too.
1: It's it's trickle-down.
0: It's trickle-down... <laughs>
1: Impressment. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> trickle-down press ganging.
1: Uh, but she contacted you just recently and said something important is happening at the Magical College Arcanix in Ondere. She doesn't know what exactly. You know that she uh, occasionally goes into uh, prophetic stupors. She foretells some cryptic event. Uh, there are little uh, automated scribes that are always floating around her that record any of uh, these things, um, any of her pronouncements. Uh, and then she goes and tries to figure out what exactly they mean. And so she came to you and said, what you need to do is go to Arcanics and gave you only this bit of verse to go on.
2: The Chosen One is flanked by death. They must survive the shadow at night, else all dreams come true.
1: She has no insight into it thus far. You have no insight into it other than there is someone at Arcanix who is the Chosen One, and they must not die. Or something bad happens, apparently. What? She's not sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, maybe Tez doesn't care about the bad thing that might happen, but I think he does care about Flamewind caring about the bad thing that might happen. I mean... In that she could unmake him.
0: That's not ideal. Right. That's Mm, not an ideal situation to be in. Uh, I think Tez is also not thrilled to be going back to a uh, rival university, pretending to be a student again. But working for Flamewind is a lot better than working for The Trust.
1: It's true. Erky Timbers does seem like uh, he was a little thrown off guard by this. He certainly wasn't expecting it. Uh, However, he is handling all of the logistics that Flamewind seems to not be bothered by.
0: Ah, yes, but that means I'm working with the trust, not Mm. for the trust. And that's an important distinction of preposition.
1: This is a step up. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know that you're on equal footing, but certainly this is the first time where you haven't directly been taking orders.
0: Exactly. And if there's one thing Tez understands, it's leverage.
1: (laughs) Well, so speaking of taking orders, or maybe not so much, Erky Timbers uh, did promise that he would get you... Dossiers, so you know what you're getting into. And those arrive the next day before you take off. You also did, demanded a, a chartered carriage. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? True to his word uh, is included um, lightning rail tickets.
0: I assume they're not coach seats, though. Uh,
1: no, they're private carriage. I'll allow it. Or, you know, like you're in the private carriage car. Like private private compartment. Exactly right. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and you, I mean, you would know that the trip to Arcanics is probably like two days on the lightning rail.
0: I'm curious how Tez would know that. <laughs> Tez knows precious little
1: about the inland geography of Corfair. <laughs> I mean, he's seen maps before, right? That's like, true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of guess how long it takes to get to Chicago on a train.
0: Are you going to say two days?
1: I think it probably takes about two
0: days. (laughs) (laughs) Is everything two days away? (laughs) Anything outside of DC is two days away for Ishin. (laughs) That's how trains work.
1: By horse? About two days. You don't just receive dossiers, you receive essentially like parcels. And in it includes folders with information. That you peruse, uh, it seems that your cover stories are that you are exchange students from the War College in Reckonmark. In Carnath. Well, that'll be imminently believable. <laughs> now, mm, no, I think I think you would know this because it's another school, right? Like it's a not a rival school. The War College in Reckonmark is sort of like Bardish, you know, like they're they're known for. You know, war magics and—I mean, it's like a service academy, right? Uh, I mean, it, it's got an a- excellent fencing program. You know, it's—it's <laughs> uh, it's the. But I mean, like, you
0: go to the war college because you want to serve in in the Carnathi military, right?
1: Uh, yes. Up until about two years ago, and then like many things change, right? So now, sure, anyone from the five nations can go there, and they're beginning to expand. But it, it, like the. The Doctrine and the Faculty is still mostly Carnathy, yeah. Right, sure. Um, and you suspect that part of the reason that the Trust and Urki have chosen Wreck and Mark is, of course, there are plenty of undead in Carnath, uh, which might provide a decent cover story for what the heck Scalabro is.
0: I mean, is just, like, a cool dude. I don't know why they gotta make it more than that, but here we are
1: arcanics some people want to know why the undead abomination is walking around and talking and thinking for itself how very cosmopolitan
0: um okay so i think uh we'll have a long time to peruse this dossier and uh and folio and uh parcel on the way but just a quick glance through this thing is it a bunch of profiles of kids like is this <laughs> just like they've, they've just profiled a bunch of students
1: no you don't have that information um there doesn't actually seem to be that much information about arcanics ex- itself except for the publicly available information that pretty much anyone could gather from rumors this is mostly um like false documents for you so there's ah. like a there are student badges um and there are transcripts uh, you know b- basically like false backgrounds and identities. Mm-hmm. Um, With your name, so you don't need to memorize cover IDs. Uh, but marking you as not as people from Karnath, but people who attend the War College. Right. Got it. So you don't need to put on the accent.
0: Unfortunate for listeners.
1: <laughs> Where are you putting your money? You can bring it. How much money do I have? You have approximately 2,500 gold pieces. I think you have a bit more than that, um, but you you have spent most of it prior to your reward on magic items.
0: Right. And then most of the reward buying Lucas the Tavern.
1: <laughs> Basically. Um, but, yeah, you have, you know, a little more than a couple grand in gold slash platinum, you know, however you want. But the the question is, are you going to leave it here with Lucas are you going to bring it with you? I mean, Tez is Lazari,
0: which doesn't really imbue him with a lot of trust in the banking system. Mm-hmm. However, he's also pragmatic and a university student in a faraway land like Karnath would likely need lines of credit. Uh, so I think he will put his, he'll probably, like, bring, like, 500 gold with him in the false bottom of his trunk, but then, like, put the remainder, uh, to establish a line of credit through, like,
1: a Kundaric bank. Um, that'll cost you a hundred gold.
0: It's the price of being, uh, briefly in money, Ishan. hmm
1: Yeah. Yeah. You I'm sure lose- that'll be a hundred gold well spent. <laughs> you want to lose that money? Try to keep from losing that money.
0: Mhm.
1: Mhm. Right. All right, I'll just
0: gamble it. I'll just gamble it back. It'll be fine.
1: It'll it'll work out great. Uh House Gundark takes its cut. Um you are extended also. Oh.
0: This economy is wild if they take a cut of savings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are paying for the ability to extra-dimensionally transport your loot.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the transaction costs are ridiculous in this world. <laughs> I understand. <laughs>
1: The portals ridiculously run, deflationary are literally run on money <laughs> you're extended a line of credit uh and you put f- you squirrel away 500 uh gold pieces uh, probably not as 500 gold pieces i would assume
0: no i mean yeah exactly it'll it'll have to be broken down into more uh you know More spendable change for a coin purse, and then, like I said, keep some of it uh, hidden in a false bottom. Um, Probably actually colored up, so it's probably more like platinum rather than gold, Mm -hmm. just because of, uh, you know, weight concerns. Right.
1: And the jingle jangle.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's probably like (laughs) bearer (laughs) bonds. If we can get paper,
1: we'll go with paper. Right. (laughs) All right. Um, Has Tez ever traveled first class on the lightning round? Uh,
0: Highly unlikely. Um, I don't think he would have traveled first class uh, when he was first making his way to Sharn. Um, and I can't think of any other trip where he had the money <laughs> to afford that, <laughs> right? Like, only when his parents were paying for it was there even a chance they could have afforded it. And I just, I kind of doubt that they would have sprung for that, given that they're lazar pirates and not you know actual nobility
1: right and i mean the first time you went to sharn sharn is a coastal city you probably mostly went by boat probably by boat yeah mm-hmm. would be my guess right i mean i probably sailed on a very nice boat mm-hmm. one way but
0: yeah. you know that's not the same <laughs> thing
1: so uh it's nicely appointed um, it, it's not gaudy or ostentatious, you know, it's relatively utilitarian, but everything is clean lines, um, and fine meals, three of them a day, plus snacks, uh, are included, and then there are, you know, sleeper carriages. Uh, maybe not to your surprise, Skelibro and Meepo seem to know their way around. And you get the sense that they've done this at least one time before.
0: As usual, my friends better healed than I am.
1: So, like I said, it takes about two days. You have quite a bit of downtime to look through the dossiers. And sort of the first thing that catches your attention is that Scalabro's parcel is larger than yours or Meepo's. It contains the, you know, the documents, uh, the badges, and things like that. Um, but it also contains... A velvet pouch. and inside is a long thin wand that he holds up and sort of looks at. It, it is a It looks like it's made of delicate spun glass. Uh, and at the ed, at the end of it is a um, sharp-edged crystal. He looks sort of strange holding it. It looks very small in his hand because he's, you know, so tall. Uh, but also at the same time, you've never seen him hold really anything except his massive greatsword. mm mm-hmm. uh, And accompanying it is a small note that he reads to himself and an eyebrow rises and he says,
2: It appears that because this is a magical college, everyone must be able to perform magic of some kind. It is not a skill I possess, so... Erky Timbers has provided this.
0: As
1: an elf, how does that make you feel? Well...
2: And he looks down and says... There is one more instruction.
1: And he sort of grips the wand up near the jagged crystal and then takes the point of it and presses it into his forearm and then drags it up to the inside of his elbow cutting a deep gash that doesn't bleed and then he sort of grossly inserts the wand into his forearm and then from his pack uh, removes gauzing and binding and Wraps his forearm back up, flexes uh, his hands to make sure that all the tendons are, are still working. Uh, and then he points his hand, palm outstretched, at a crystal decanter on the table. And he speaks a sharp arcane command word, and three tiny darts of force fly out from his palm, strike the decanter, and shatter it.
0: Tez turns a little sickly green at watching his friend embed the wand in his forearm. Terminator up. <laughs> Cracks the window <laughs> for some fresh air and says, Well, <clears throat>
1: well I guess that's uh, handled then. Good demonstration. Skelibro looks down at his his arm and says, This had not occurred to me,
2: but I think it has possibilities.
1: Meepo's ears like pop up and he seems extremely intrigued until Scalabro looks down and says I do not think it will work for you
2: there will be a great deal
1: of blood Uh, (laughs) Meepo seems to think better of it
0: I mean Meepo buddy you don't have a lot of blood to give so it's probably safer if you just hold your wand the the normal way okay let's take that off the list of things to do Uh.
1: Meepo must gather more blood. Great. Yes, we will focus on arcane lock. So other than that, the time passes relatively uneventfully. You do have time to look at the documents that Erky Timbers put together for you. And Skelibro actually nods approvingly.
2: The gnome seems to have a deep understanding of other people.
1: Part of the information that you read includes that Arcanics is divided into five subcolleges, all based around uh, different areas of focus. And each of you has been assigned to a different college, although you will all room together uh, in the uh, area designated for exchange students. Tez has been assigned to Lorehold the College of Archaeomancy. It's the study of history and culture and how the conflict between order and chaos drives both of them forward. Meepo has been assigned to Prismari, the College of the Elemental Arts. Uh, it's evocation. It's uh, it's flashy. Uh, it's uh, all about, all about the, the fundamental expression of uh, one's inner self uh, as as art or explosion. Okay. As Meepo is, is reading these... Details. He doesn't seem to be able to keep his feet quite on, on the ground. He's sort of hopping back and forth a, a, a little bit, and his, his claws are are dancing back and forth in, in midair. He says, Mm-mm. Meepo does not know most of these words, but they are interesting.
0: I'm sure you'll be fine, Meepo.
1: And Skelebra has been assigned to Witherbloom which draws power from the magic of life and death. Hmm, I think.
2: Perhaps I will not hate my time here at this college.
0: Well, just remember, mission at hand, we're looking for somebody flanked by death who must survive the shadows at night. The rest of the prophecy, probably not relevant. Yes, yes, of course.
2: But I wouldn't want to fail... Any classes. Uh,
0: They're not real transcripts. You're not a real student. You don't need to care about classes at all.
2: I'm a student of life. And death. Uh, You should take this more seriously. This is why it took you so long to graduate the first time.
0: No, it took me so long to graduate the first time because I needed a thesis. Hmm.
2: Well, here I am. I
0: I know, but (sighs) I didn't go to a magical college. I mean, I did, but, like, I didn't study magic.
2: Hmm. well, perhaps you we should have gone to a magical university.
0: <sighs> I went to a magical university. I'm saying I didn't study magic there. I studied rogue archaeology.
2: A practical skill. A skill that creates jobs. Yes, well, I'm sure it will come in very handy as we try to figure out this prophecy.
0: Go study death magic or something. I'll
2: Gah. F- uh.
1: <laughs> Meepo, Arcane locked the door. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Meepo, sp- Meepo spends the next 18 hours trying to lock the door. He yeah. doesn't know the spell yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: think Arcane lock would even fall into like <laughs> elemental arts of Prismari anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, is it a barter cleric spell? I don't remember. We'll see. <laughs> I don't even know that he has second level spells. He has second level spells. He has second level spells. Anyway, we'll get to it. The rest of the train ride basically goes like this. The, uh, friendly bickering of colleagues. Uh, and after two days, you arrive in the city of Passage in Ondere, Uh which, as the name implies, is a transit hub that many people pass through. And you're just here to get on a chartered Orion carriage. which then takes you south along the tranquil shores of Lake Galifar toward the small, tiny town of Arcanics. Uh, it is late afternoon when you arrive, and at Meepo, at least, has dozed off, uh, closed the curtains of the, the carriage so the light doesn't, doesn't wake him. Uh, but with a whinny, the horses stop.
0: Meepo. And Tez just kind of shakes him. Mm. Firmly.
1: Is Meepo late for class? Meepo's late for his first Meepo, class? We're here.
0: No. Oh. We're not even enrolled yet, Meepo. Mm. We just got here.
1: We probably need to go see the registrar. He looks very excited. He hops up. Leans over to the window, pulls the curtain aside, and then his jaw drops and his ears flop. And he says, Mmm, this looks like a farm. And Tez peers out the window and sees that very much indeed, this looks like a small town. Uh, And in the distance he can see fields.
0: Tez bangs on the, uh, on the, like, the back of the carriage, you know, where, that's like the the wall separating the interior of the carriage from the driver, and and bangs on it. Says, "Driver, what what are we doing here?"
1: And a gruff voice comes back, "Arcanics, last stop. You're paid up. Get out." Where's the college? I, like I said, get out.
0: Hmm. Stay with the carriage. Stay with the bags. Let me figure out what's going on. Scalibro. I don't know, man. Do what you want.
1: (laughs) Meepo hops up onto the uh, cushion and pulls out his dagger of warning and gets ready for anything.
0: And Tez will
1: stalk off into the town, I guess. (laughs) A little (laughs) bit peeved. (laughs) So Tez kicks open the carriage door, steps out onto the dirt ground, and takes just a couple of steps before he realizes what's going on as he stretches just a little bit he looks up and he sees floating above this tiny farm town are five stone towers probably as we guessed 2,000 feet above his head slowly slowly circling And in between them are flying creatures flitting back and forth. Uh, if he what's your perception check? Like your passive? <laughs>
0: Pretty average. 13. It's a clear 13.
1: day. You can you even make out what you think are humanoid figures floating between some of the towers. Mm, show-offs. And as you look around, you can see this does look very much like a farm town there are you know farmers and, and, and merchants and you know they, they look like solidly middle class and none of them seem particularly nonplussed mm-hmm. a few of them do you know look up you can see that they can see the towers it just doesn't seem out of the ordinary to them at all
0: Tez turns back to the uh, to the carriage and says driver I stand corrected our bags
1: please uh, this is full service so he gets down Pulls down three large student trunks and uh, puts them on the ground in front of Scalabro before hopping back up in the carriage and nickering at the horses to trot off, leaving the three of you here in town. Now, it won't do to walk into a
0: magic college carrying our own bags. The first thing we need to do is find some means of magically carrying our bags for ourselves.
1: Boys, who knows uh, Unseen Servant? Well, this would be a good time to remember that Meepo and Scalabro have both leveled up to level <laughs> 5.
0: zero chance that I'm taking Unseen Servant at level 5 for Meepo, so <laughs> you can... Banish that thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and nobody knows. <laughs> <on this concert>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as as you are pondering this, um, you hear a voice. Hey, 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 over there! Uh, hey, you the? Are you the exchange students? And you can see. Um, Coming out of a nearby storefront is a young man uh, with sandy hair uh, who trots on out uh, and says, I was I was told to expect you. Tez Proudgale. You're not from around no, here. No, of course not. We're from the War College.
0: Mm, well, we're from different places, but we come by way of the War College.
1: Yeah. Um... Where does Tez have his rapier and dagger? On his hips.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Well, dagger probably not, but rapier is definitely... I mean, he strikes strikes a pretty roguish figure anyway, and he has Mm -hmm. not abandoned his pirate roots. So uh, the dagger is probably tucked in uh, underneath his coat, but the the rapier is worn so the world can
1: feel it. So he... Notices it on Tez's hip and his eyes sort of go wide and say, Yeah, they they say that uh, you're all pretty good with the sword. Uh, and and song, too. I guess those things go together. Uh, well? I didn't know Carnathy sang much.
0: Well, I, as you may tell, uh, I am not Carnathy. I'm Lazari. I can't tell. Oh, well carnathies tend to be a lot paler more gruff bigger beards and uh well they do hang around with the undead quite a bit uh and that is my friend skelebro who is uh recently carnathy in a manner of speaking
1: (laughs) he gives skelebro a more wary look um but he he still keeps like a a smile on his face says yeah they said they said you'd be interesting Uh uh-huh anyway i'm I'm Davin, and uh, I'm the hippogriff trainer, and I'm here to escort you uh, up to the towers. Ah, good. It was good of them to send a valet.
0: I'll leave my bags with you. Where shall we go?
1: um i I'm a hippogriff trainer, but uh sure yeah, yeah we'll we'll bring them. The hippogriffs are really strong. great. Sounds like a pellet to me. <laughs> <laughs> so He sort of looks around and then realizes that like there isn't anyone else. So he grabs one trunk and then grabs another trunk and sort of looks at the third one and isn't really sure how it's going to go. So he picks up two trunks and runs with them about 15 feet and then comes back and gets the third one and moves it in a group with the others. And slowly but surely... Begins making his way over to what you can see as a fenced-in paddock, but he seems de- de- dedicated. I I feel like Tez is
0: adopting this uh, this character of like a rich prat, and the right thing for him to do is to tip this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be extremely insulting, and also as me Shane, I am uncomfortable with. <laughs> so I just want to point that out before I say this. Tez tosses him a coin and says, "Thank you, my good man. I uh, we are ready to proceed."
1: Uh, he catches it pretty deftly. Actually, looks down and says, "Oh wow! Oh yeah! Th- thanks. Um, but." yeah let's get on the hippogriffs have you ever ridden a hippogriff I have not but I'm sure that
0: my natural uh natural charisma for and my natural knack for animal husbandry will uh prove to be
1: no big deal he gives like this big genuine smile oh great you'll really enjoy it Um, and he trots over uh, opens up uh a gate uh, in the paddock um, gives a little whistle, and one of the hippogriffs trots on over. And he, almost in like one smooth motion, hops up on its back in between its wings with no saddle. Um, pats its neck. Um, it rears up just a little bit on one of its on, on its uh, hind legs and settles back down. And he says, "See? Yeah, it's really easy. But you know, I, I'm sure you'll get the hang of it right away." Uh, yes. Uh, okay. Well? Give me three animal handling checks. <laughs> okay.
0: I'm willing to bet these will be promptly followed by three bluff checks. <laughs> 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 I'm not even going to campaign for advantage. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The first is a five. Good start.
1: Nice. Uh, is, uh, what, what, what order are you going in?
0: Uh, Three animal handling, right? Well, yeah, but what order uh, for the three of you are you going?
1: Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh! Sorry, I thought you wanted Tez to do three animal handling.
1: Ah, Tez did three, no, yeah, one uh, for each okay. of you. Well,
0: Tez has started with a big fat five plus zero is five. Cool. Uh, then I rolled a five for whoever is next, which I guess is Meepo.
1: Um, I want Scalibro to, I want Scalibro to ace this, <laughs> just <laughs> to see. Well. So Meepo has seven
0: wisdom. So his five is a three.
2: <laughs> and
0: yeah. Skelebro is trained in animal handling.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's gonna be more. It's twelve plus something or other. I don't know. Fifteen.
1: Uh, proficiency bonus right now is three. Yeah. I uh,
0: so sixteen. Then he's
1: thirteen wisdom. Wow. Alright, um, so Tez tries to fake it till he makes it, but it is not easy, um, heads over to another hippogriff, tries to do the same smooth swinging motion, and it just backs up, and he, uh, falls face down in the dust, Picks picks himself up, um, the same thing happens to Meepo, um... Except that he ends up caught in his cape uh, and on his back. And uh, his Hippogriff comes over and pecks at his hat. And now has it in its beak. Scalabra, however, same smooth motion on its back. Uh, Gives a little. (laughs) And uh, Hippogriff seems to know who's boss. Hmm. Well,
0: my natural affinity has failed me. Perhaps I will try negotiating with the beast, Hippogriff. (laughs) I don't know your name, but I'm Tez, and we're gonna have to work together. It looks like I'd appreciate your
1: partnership. David gives a little whistle uh, and says, "Yeah, sometimes people get rusty." He. He act- he seems genuine. He doesn't seem like he's trying to make fun of you or take the piss. He seems g- genuinely like, yeah, I guess I, I guess it's been a little while. Uh huh. It's been um, forever, David. <laughs> uh, and the two hippogriffs, uh, yours and Meepo's, now come over and basically snake their heads under your legs and almost toss you under their backs. All right, thanks, buddy. Uh, and then before you can even really get your bearings. Uh, They crouch down, leap into the air, and you're flying. Uh, Meepo is... has uh, claws full of feathers. Yeah. Just like... Yeah,
0: Yeah. how does Meepo take this? Because I don't think he's ever flown anything before. Whereas, like, Tez, I mean, is a sailor of tall ships. Like, he's been up and down Mm -hmm. the rigging. Like, he's sailed through storms. Like, this, you know, that sensation doesn't doesn't shake him at all the heights don't bother him at all it's you know it's a little unsettling because this creature is in charge but like otherwise like it's not you know physically
1: uncomfortable or disorienting how does Meepo feel? Uh, Meepo is, is shrieking and it just it's a long piercing keen that doesn't stop um, the Hippogriffs all four of the Hippogriffs um, have spread their uh, wings out in our flapping every few seconds to gain air you've seen that uh, three of them uh before they took off just grabbed handles of the trunks and now are holding them in their beaks you've ridden horses before right uh I would
0: think so yeah I mean not a particularly gifted horse rider but you know
1: but yeah but you've been you've been on horses sure and you can tell there is a similarity except that the, the the hippogriff like you said is far more in control than any horse you've ever ridden on it it seems to know instinctively that like you're not supposed to be doing anything here you know this is this is a shuttle ride uh Meepo doesn't seem to understand <laughs> Meepo it's gonna be fine don't worry just look at Skelebro <clears throat> look at how easy he makes it look uh he does make make it look easy um Skelebro is holding on with just his knees um and his hands are sort of like casually in his in his lap, and he is uh, checking out the towers as they grow larger and larger, as the Hippogos flap higher and higher. And as they go higher, they begin making uh, larger and larger circles, and eventually you're level with the towers, but uh, flying around them, and then they begin to circle in closer and closer. And now you realize that Meepo finally has stopped screaming, Um, At first, it was just a whimper, but now that the hippogriff has leveled off and it's just sort of coasting, um, he seems to have opened at least one eye to peer out over its neck. And the sight of the towers is very impressive. The towers themselves are hundreds of feet tall, and you, you can see their... Maybe, I mean, Tez can tell probably at least five different styles of architecture mm. in each tower, right? It's not ah. one style per tower. So
0: would that indicate to Tez that they were built over time, that, like, they've been expanded upon? Yes,
1: exactly. And by different people. Right, right. You know cursorily that Arcanix itself is um, hundreds of years right. old. Um, the surrounding
0: area, is it all farmland? Is there any, like, any... Like topographical feature that like explains why arcanics would be here of all places out in the middle of nowhere.
1: Almost entirely to the north is Lake Gallifar. Mm. You're basically on the southern Got shore, it. Um, and it is a very large lake. Um, from up here, you can see the far shore, um, but you can't make out any details. And then stretching out on the south is Placid Farmland. Um, this high, you can see all the way over to, um, like a dark haze in the distance that you know is the much larger city of Passage that you came mm, through.
0: Okay. Is this like the, uh, Ondarian breadbasket then?
1: Um, near it. it. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can actually see, so on the far side of the lake is heavy green forest. And you would know up there the Eldine reaches. Um, so it's this is a pretty, like, a relatively secluded area. Why Arcanix is here? Unsure. But, I mean, you know enough about magic to know that there's, there's got to be something about this area, right, that is conducive. Like, is this a manifest zone to somewhere? Perhaps. Are there uh, ley lines or some sort of, like, untapped or, you know, currently tapped magical resource? That seems likely, although you don't know what the nature sure. of it would be. Interesting.
0: Um, and then, as far as the towers themselves, is there any sort of indication of, like, like are they thematic architecture for their given schools? Because I, I do know that, that it's organized by school, right? So I'm feeling fairly confident that each of these towers is related to one of the schools.
1: Um, yes. The dossier said that each tower houses the majority of a school. Like a, one of the colleges. Um, you can see motifs that you can't quite identify. Like um, on one you see sun and moon motifs. And in, in others you see um, like parallel lines and uh, like jagged lines. Um, in others there isn't anything quite as... Maybe obvious, but uh, above one of them, it seems to be like a, a, a constant, silent fireworks display.
0: I guess the Prismari are the most ostentatious
1: house of all. Davin, which way is Lorhold? He looks back and says, oh, I have no idea. Um, but he points down at uh, the base of the tower with the sun and moon motif and you can see uh, spread out along the lower spread on on a plane level with the bottom of the tower is a pretty large grassy area with a white what looks like stone arch Uh, you can see there are people milling about it's almost like a quad it's a floating quad (laughs) yeah essentially Uh, and the hippogriffs descend lightly and their talons tap against the stone and um he says here you are the white arch uh everyone who starts college here walks under this arch you know I've always wondered what it'd be like to do it but you know I don't have much aptitude in, in the way of magic David, come on let's walk the arch together buddy uh his eyes sort of grow wide and says oh wh- uh uh I've I've shuttled hundreds of students up here, but no one's no one's ever asked me. Um, sort of looks around like, do you think it'll be okay?
0: Who wait, it's an arch, it's a tradition. Who cares? There's
1: there's like there's like thirty students up here. Who cares? But I Nathan, mean, he,
0: when he's like, what, what 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 does it matter? It's an arch. Traditions were made to be broken.
1: Thinks thinks about it for just a half a second, and slides down off the hippogriff and says. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Traditions, yeah, they were made to be broken. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Under his breath, Tess is like, this probably isn't going to
1: (laughs) work. Davin strides purposefully uh, and crosses onto the grass and then under the white arch. And as he passes under the arch, nothing happens. Huh. Except that he gets a really big smile on his face and says, that was great. Wow. Yeah. I mean, never let
0: anybody tell you that you can't do something that you want to do, David. If you set your mind to it, you can do a lot of things. You're obviously an excellent hippogriff trainer and a passable valet.
1: Well, I'm happy to branch out. Uh, he comes over to you and puts out a hand to to shake yours. <laughs>
0: I don't know if we're on that kind of level yet, buddy. <sighs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, before uh, okay. So before uh, responding to this, Tez does a quick glance around the quad uh, to just kind of take a who's who of who's paying attention here and kind of what station they might be
1: in. Um, of the thirty or so, would look like. Students because they, you know, look young in their early twenties mostly. Um, probably about half of them have eyes on you right now, and like, most of them are you know, they're in small groups or sitting alone, have books open. A few of them are eating. Um, one is striding over to you, purposefully.
0: The ones that are paying attention, do they look like the mean girls, or do they look like? <laughs> the stoners or like what's their click
1: <laughs> Uh, they run the gamut all of them um, some of them certainly are talking amongst themselves the one that is walking over to you is tall with silver hair um, but judging from her ears you'd guess she's human and not one of those elves with silver hair hmm
0: Tez will shake David's hand. This, this assessment takes a fraction of a second. It's also kind of <laughs> slipshod because that's not Tez's strength. <laughs> but he will take uh, take Davin's hand and
1: uh, I guess flip him another coin. <laughs> <laughs> David seems delighted to have another coin uh, and definitely doesn't seem to notice that anything was amiss with, with the handshake. That is not his strong suit. Uh, and pretty graciously takes his leave um, and all four Hippogriffs fall off the green before spreading their wings and taking to the air again.
0: Well, boys, we've walked through the arch. I
1: suppose we should meet the other students. I do love to watch them soar. Yeah, there's just something about them that makes me feel so free, says the silver-haired woman coming up to you.
0: And I don't think I got your name.
1: Didn't say it. Mina Lee, uh, you may have read it in a byline, though, if uh, you've been paying attention to the Arcanic Star, our student newspaper. Uh, well, most people read the Kornberg Chronicle, but if you want to know what's going on here in the colleges, the star has everything you need.
0: Well, I'll be honest with you, Mina. Maybe you haven't been paying attention. We're the, uh, we're the uh, exchange students from uh, from the War College. Uh, just got here today. Haven't even unpacked our trunks yet. Definitely haven't had a chance to read the news. But it sounds fascinating.
1: Oh, it is fascinating. In fact, I'm here to meet you specifically. Me? Three new exchange exchange students. Yes, indeed. I am your student ambassador, and I'm going to be showing you around. Ah, wonderful. And how did you get that job? Oh, I volunteered.
0: I uh, just love the university that much, huh?
1: Love the university, love meeting new people, love hearing the stories of people from far away. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you've uh, ever got in- anything interesting that you want to talk about or that you think maybe a, an investigative journalist should know about, just bring it to me.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh, like to report on the other students there, do you, Mina? On the other students? Look, people need to stay
1: informed. People need to know what's going on around here.
0: I mean, don't the
1: other kids have a right to privacy? Sure, of course. Why, report news? We do have a gossip column, but it's not my purview. Uh,
0: uh Uh-huh. Well, it was nice to meet you. I guess we should start the tour. How uh, how do we get our trunks up to our rooms? Let's start with that.
1: Oh, she just points at them and they start floating. Great trick. Trick? Oh, mm, I'm a fourth year, so, you know, I know a bit.
0: I, I don't know what that means.
1: Oh, you're a third year.
0: Okay, well, I've only... Must be on a different track, I guess. Maybe the credits didn't quite transfer the way I thought.
1: You know what? It's not important. She she gets a confused look on her face and says, Really? I mean, I've I've seen your transcripts. Yeah, kinda of, this is definitely your third year. Kinda of thought I'd be,
0: you know, like ahead of the curve, you know, kind of a high achiever.
1: Oh yeah, a lot of people think that. It's it's fine, you know? You're gonna do just fine here. Don't worry about it. It'll take you a little while to get used to a big place like this. Mhm. Mhm.
0: I but think it's okay. I think I'll be okay. Uh which uh which college are you in? You
1: know i'm one silver
0: quill silver quill
1: uh
0: what are you what are you studying
1: so in your dossier silver quill is um one of the colleges that none of the three of you are in it is the college of eloquence um they study battle poetry magical manifestations of the written word uh, and she says and uh the exchange students are staying in Silverquill this year, so you'll be uh, in the dorm with us.
0: Oh, uh, okay. That's cool, I guess. Uh, how do we get between? I, my understanding was that our classes were in different buildings. How do we get between them?
1: Oh, well, if you can fly, you can always fly, but, um, well, the towers are are bigger on the inside than they are on the outside. They're also different on the inside than they are on the outside. So, well, just because you're in one tower doesn't mean that when you open a door, you won't end up in another tower. It'll it'll make sense eventually. Or, Uh, Or it won't, but you will get to where you need to go. Okay. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Then she looks over at Scalibro and says, and... I don't know that we have met yet.
0: Oh, Skelebro, meet Mina. Uh, Skelebro is uh, is my friend. I uh, I met uh, in Carnath. As you can tell, he's uh, a, a good deal older than the rest of us, but, you know, in a good way.
1: She seems intrigued, uh, but not off-put in a way that many Corvarians would be. Uh, and says, well, it's nice to meet you. I think you'll find it interesting here. And then she looks down at Meepo and says, there are only a few kobolds here, Um, but we're glad to have you. I would love to trade stories sometime. Mm, yes, Meepo. Meepo has many stories. Many stories about deep dangers in sunken castles where there are scary people
0: who... Yeah, Meepo's not from around here, so, you know, he kind of gets uh gets lost in his words and likes to tell his stories from home, but, you know, we try to keep him grounded in the here and now. He's from a, a pretty isolated warren, you know?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, it was very isolated until Tez Proudgale met me and... Uh,
0: yep, it was. Uh, and we decided to enroll in uh, in the war college together. Meepo? We... We don't it, need to bore it, her with the full story.
1: Uh, the story, the stories of the fog and and sounds in the fog and monsters, they are very interesting. So we will sit down and we will tell we will tell many tales. Look, Meepo, of the blood of dragons.
0: Mipo, we don't talk about uh about war college training. Uh, that is uh, proprietary to the university, so we don't uh talk about that with uh with non. War college students.
1: Mina seems to pick up what you're putting down. She's like, Ah, yes, of course, yes. Say, say no more. You know, friendly rivalries. It's, it, it's fine. I'm, uh, I'm sure eventually we'll uh, have a friendly breach of protocol and spill our guts.
0: Yep, sure. It's you nailed it. You good,
1: great. <laughs> so speaking of gut spilling, and she points uh toward the base of the tower and says let me show you around uh your trunk hover behind you she walks you in and gives you just um a smattering of history about silver quill most of it is uh pretty theoretical um as you step through Uh, and across the threshold into the tower, the uh, temperature changes markedly, and suddenly it's uh, sort of a flat 70 degrees. And inside, she wasn't kidding, it's larger on the inside than it looked like on the outside. You've stepped into a large common area where there are probably... 20 students here lounging, doing traditional rec room stuff that seems very familiar to to Tez from his previous university days. Um, Some people are studying. Most people are not. A few of them are playing quiet games. A few are playing loud games. You can see some of them are are dozing off. One interesting thing about this room is that the center of the room is actually quite bright, lit uh, from above, by what looks like at least from here a skylight which doesn't make any sense considering you're on the ground floor of the tower Um, but then as you look out toward the edges of the room it gets darker and darker and darker until like the walls are almost essentially like completely dark like like there's no light on in the room seems to be almost like a spotlight motif
0: Hmm.
1: she says this is the common room Uh, and then points toward uh, two staircases uh, and says this leads to the east side and the west side of the tower, different dormitories. Uh, The exchange student area is on the east side. Ah,
0: and uh, are our private rooms prepared?
1: Oh, mm, you don't exactly have private rooms. Well, semi-private. Obviously,
0: the three of us will share.
1: Yes, yes, that's, that's exactly right. You are, in fact, the only uh, exchange students that we have this semester. So the three of you have your own room with no one else. Delightful. Let's keep it that way. My quarter's are on the west side, but if you ever need anything, come on up. Just knock on the door, let me know, and I will be in touch. But I'll let you get settled. Uh, and you can get your bearings, and then we can touch base later. Uh, delightful. So, mechanically speaking, as we said before, the Strixhaven book codifies relationships between students, and with Mina Lee, all three of you gain two relationship points.
0: I assume that you're tracking these points.
2: Um,
1: yeah, I'll track. I'm sure. Great. Each of you is two, which means that you are considered, or at least she considers you, friends. Well, that's her mistake. But it does mean that you get a boon. Oh. If she considered you a rival, you would get a bane. Okay. So, Mina Lee's bond boon is, she loves sharing her vast repository of knowledge. If you seek obscure information that isn't secret, she will research it and report her findings to you. You want to know something? You want to dig something up? You need information? Just ask Mina. Very interesting. We got our own private eye.
0: A journalist, a researcher... An all-around knows the problem Great. Definitely mm-hmm. won't be investigating our flimsy backgrounds.
1: Why would she do that? She's just read your transcripts. Meepo. Meepo is very excited to talk.
0: Meepo, we cannot talk about this. We are just... But Meepo just has so
1: many stories.
0: ...students from the War College of Reckonmark, okay?
1: Maybe she knows Arcane Lock.
0: She probably does in fact she can probably teach you that's fine but you don't need to tell her where you came from
1: Mm. okay meepo meepo will be quiet for now
0: she's a journalist meepo i know that doesn't mean anything to you because you don't have journals or newspapers or pamphlets or flyers in the citadel but (sighs)
1: she's a meepo has a journal me- Meepo has a dream journal.
0: I... Well, I didn't know that, but I'm sure that's fine. But what you don't have is professional nosy folk who like to find things and publish them about you, okay? Our our cover is important. You can't let anybody know what we're here for.
1: P- publish things about Meepo? Yes.
0: Mm. No. Mm. No, Meepo. Oh, no, not like that. Ugly. Oh, boy.
2: Yes, yes, well, if the two of you are done, perhaps we should see our quarters.
1: Yes, let's. So you head on up four stories before you glance down the hallway and then realize that people are coming up behind you, but they don't seem nearly as tired. And as you peek around uh, down the stairs, you you realize that um, the stairs are moving up carrying people on them, but you're unsure exactly how to activate this. Uh, Your room is clean, uh, but relatively sparse. It seems like there's plenty of room for you to unload everything that you brought with you. There are windows, uh, and if you peer out, you can see The Ondarian countryside Mm. uh, and the town far below.
0: Doing it a waterfront view for the exchange students I see. Interesting. Well,
1: remember, the tower slowly rotates. So eventually, (laughs) you think you will. Fair enough. Inside the small clean room is a bed, a closet, and a desk. And on the desktop is a thick piece of vellum, carefully rolled, sealed, and bearing your name. Nestled next to it is a silver pin, shaped like a star. There is uh, one on each desk for each of you.
0: I suppose Tez will walk over and unroll the vellum.
1: It opens easily, and inside is a letter, inviting you to a party.
0: Meepo? Buddy? If that sheet of paper on your desk is the same as the sheet of paper on my desk, I think you're really going to like it
1: here. He looks at it for a few moments and then gives a little yelp. Meepo is going to a party. The mag... ma Mac macking. And he hands it to you. Mmm, Meepo's common is rusty. It says, The Magister's Masquerade. A Starlit Night
0: we're going to the Magister's Masquerade for a starlit night.
1: Location, Kolema Hall, Lorehold College. Formal costuming required.
0: Meepo, get your best suit.
1: Meepo has so many.
0: And we'll find out what happens next, next week. Alright, let's talk about how our listeners can get in contact with
1: us. We do love hearing from you. You can tweet at Shane at Mundangerous. That's M-U-N dangerous. And you can tweet at Ishan at Evil Sense Carne. That's malice minus meat. And you can tweet at the show at TPTCast. You can also email us at TotalPartyThrill at gmail.com. And you
0: can find us on the web at www.TotalPartyThrill.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Total TotalPartyThrill. And join the conversation on Discord. There's a link in the show notes. And before we wrap up, we want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters
1: your support is what makes it possible for us to keep doing this show so if you'd like to learn more you can check out all of our rewards at patreon.com slash total party thrill and what do we have planned in the next episode we are continuing our playthrough of the magister's masquerade
0: well that's it for episode 319 of total party thrill i hope we lived up to our name but either way i'm shane and i'm ishan thanks for listening